come before you today for tithes of our offerings. Not because we have to, but because we want to. The Bible says that we love the scripture. I pray that everyone in here today would be full of joy and excitement to see what you would do with your life. Jesus For all of you who have kiddos, kindergarten through fifth grade, we have two exciting camps coming up at Goldenville for the Colorado District of Nazarene Camps. The first one for kindergarten through first grade will be on Wednesday, June 30th through Friday, July 2nd. The deadline for registration is June 7th and it's $185. For second grade, Church. It's good to see you all here today. Glad you're with us. And uh, for those of you who are watching online, I want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us today, wherever you are. Uh, we'll start with a word of prayer before we begin. And that's what we've asked you to have your hands and let's just lift our hearts to the Lord together. God, today, as we open your word, as we are listening, God, Lord, that it can reveal to each one of us individually and ask for 
Bringing dice to the prayer meeting. But here's the deal is that we want to understand how does God answer prayer? How does he help us understand the decisions that we should make prayerfully? So I'm going to lead into that today again. We'll be starting in Acts chapter 1, verse 14. I, I, as I was preparing and thought of some of the big decisions that I've made in my life, I remember when I first saw Jackie, we were at Tribeca Nazarene University, and uh, and I just remember meeting her, and she was so beautiful, and uh, this girl that had come out there from eastern Colorado, and, uh, and we met, and I remember the time we were actually uh, driving down the road where I just First church in Dillon, Kansas. I uh, I shared the story of how we were engaged, and now I was in Dillon, Kansas, 2009. Probably half the church hadn't been more than two counties away in our lifetime. But so some of you been to the Iron Man Hotel in in there, so yeah, you kind of know what I'm talking about. If you haven't been there, it's more than just a hotel. It's it has this huge atrium, and I mean, it has little, you know, little boats that you can go floating down the river in, and it's just an amazing place to stop. And it was a great place for us when we were at Tribeca because it was free, and we could go there, you know, and it was just kind of a free entertainment for us to walk through the hotel and enjoy. And so one time while we were there, and I had planned this out, I had asked Jackie, got down on the knee, and there at the Iron Man Hotel, I asked her to marry me, and it was a great time, but I'm telling this to this church in Dublin, Kansas, and after the service, one lady um, who had come up with kind of the same sort of church said, Pastor Matt, you should not have told that story. I mean, shame on you. You were a counselor. And getting engaged to your future wife at the hotel? We don't, I'm, that just sounds, that was just awful. <laughs> Everybody there just had this vision of like I took her to Motel 6 and we just got engaged or something. No, the Ockerland Hotel was this amazing place and it was great. But in the midst of all that, there were lots of decisions we had. 
of the sign, and, and you have these parents, they had passed away uh, when she was young, and so uh, we had a lot of interesting decisions to make. In that case, who would walk her down the aisle? Would it be her grandfather or her uncle or her, her brother? Who would officiate? Because we had an uncle that is a pastor also, and away and then they had these debates and these talks and, and on top of all of that, you know, they didn't really care a whole lot for me because I had hair down here and earrings and they were just like, what in the world? Why is she marrying this crazy man? And finally, I could just see how stressed that she was. And uh, she was stressed out. She was struggling to make these decisions. And so in my all the wisdom I could muster body, I came up with a great idea. Let's elope. I was like, hey, there you go. You know, I got to think of Jesus back there. And so, uh, and so hey, that's a elope. Let's, let's just elope. And, and just forget about all of this. Let's just go on. And, and I'm like thinking, first, no, no, no. One day, we're heading back to the cottage, and, uh, and she said, well, you know what we lost today? And the Lord gave us great ideas. Let's do it. I mean, I was I was ready to marry her on the spot anyway. But are you serious? Like this really what you want to do? Yes. I thought, you know, I remember the first thing was, well, I guess I better tell my mom. You know? <laughs> and so where we were, we were in Nashville. We went to on this this river boat. It's kind of a paddle boat in the river that goes through the city, and uh, it's called the General Jackson. And there we were in the midst of that, and we were married right there. We have tons of decisions. This morning you made decisions. What are you going to wear? Are you going to have a cup of coffee? Are you going to stop for a cup of coffee? What are you going to do? Every one of them has consequences. Every decision that you make has certain consequences. Right now you're probably deciding in your mind, you know what? I think as soon as the service is over, I'm going to go eat at some of you are asking those deeper existential questions in life. Questions like, whose cool idea was it for the word list to have an S in front of it? Some of you are probably asking, how come abbreviated is such a long word? Why do they call it the Department of Interior when they're doing everything that they do is in charge of outdoors? Do married people really live longer, or does it? If con is the opposite of pro, then what is the opposite of progress? I better get to the word. <laughs> For sure, there are going to be big questions in your life that you are. To, should I get a second job? Should, when will I retire? Who will I marry? How do I discipline my kids? What does it look like for God to be first in my life? Now that my kids are grown, how do I relate to them? How can I save this relationship? What are decisions that are really tough and important in my life? 
facing tough decisions are not unique to you and to me. We all have to make tough decisions in life. Before we begin, I want to remind you where we left off. We ended last week in verse 13. And the point of verse 13, and we read it there, where it says that they all came together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary and the mother of Jesus and with the brothers. But when we read this word, we were reminded last week that prayer precedes power. Prayer precedes power. And we need to start from that point, from that baseline today, once again. Prayer Verse 15, it says, in those days, Peter stood up among the believers. There's a group numbering about 120. And he said, brothers and sisters, the scripture has to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago to David concerning Judas, who served as a guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. As I look at that first verse there in verse 15, I'm reminded as we read those words right off the bat, in those days, Peter stood up. Peter stood up. It may seem insignificant at first blush, but as you're reading through that portion of Scripture, I want to say that I believe that when he stood up, this was, this was a, a Peter that was kind of in a transformative state. Remember, he was always the one who was impulsive. He was the one who was always quickly going to Jesus' defense. He was the one who locked off the, the, the guards here when they were in the garden of Gethsemane. He was the one who just made rash decisions. But here, I see Peter in a bit of a transformation. And the transformation is simply this. Peter, when he stood up, I would kind of believe because of what we read in the scripture and what they had been doing and where they had been at, that Peter not only stood up, but Peter had been prayed up before he stood up. And sometimes we have to make sure, folks, that before we make a stand, before we make a decision, before we speak out, we have to be people who are prayed up. So before you make the decision that you're looking at, maybe you're looking it right in the eye of this room. And you're prayed up. Before you make that decision, are you truly prayed up? Have you taken time or is this an impulsive decision that you were just making, you know, just as a knee-jerk reaction to whatever you're going through? Before you make a decision, Peter shines more brighter than that prayer. But we, as we continue, we, we are speaking of spiritual things, scriptural things. There in verse 16 again. in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago to David concerning Judas. Think about that. It was imparted to Peter that, that David 
Blood brothers, you said, and everybody. Oh yeah, you were blood brothers. The blood brothers. It was it was goofy and crazy. I don't, you know, I do not recommend that. But I will say this: is that it was based the whole thing based on a decision for us. It makes sense. And so when I look at this portion of scripture, we read this portion of scripture. What I'm hearing is, is this was a field of decision. This field of blood was a decision. It was a decision. You know what? I'm going to make my own choice. I'm going to do it my own way. I'm going to take care of my own agenda. And I'm going to tell you, once again, every decision you make has consequences. And if you make decisions apart from God, it has death consequences. But you don't hear that all the time. Now, usually, whatever you do is going to be all right. Whatever you do is just Grace is great enough for our mistakes and the wrong decisions we make. But I will tell you that even in that, decisions have consequences. Amen. As we as go along in this field of decision, and it says in verse 20, Peter, as it is written, That would say sometimes there is a there's this number of twelve is significant in the Bible. We're not going to go out of this portion, but throughout the Bible, so so it may not be this number of completion. You know, sometimes can be said for that, but, but there's also something to say for for the church. There was an empty spot. There was an emptiness in their heart. There was an emptiness in their in their friendship. There was an emptiness in their ministry. You know what? Judas made his decision. And Judas will suffer the consequences of his decision. But as for us, we're going to continue to move forward in the Lord. And sometimes it's real easy for you and I to go, well, we don't need to worry about the details. Who cares if we do this or we do that? Who cares? You know, it's all going to work out in the end. And I understand. I'm not sweating the small stuff. But I do want you to know that I believe fervently that we should pray.
before we make a decision, we need to be prayed up. And, and we know that decisions have consequences, but I believe that we need to pray about the details in our life. Because there's really few that God is interested in the details. I mean, Scripture tells us He even knows the hairs on your head. It tells us that He knows when a sparrow falls, and this most common of birds, that, and there's so many of them. He knows when even one of those. where you've been, where you're going to. He's interested in every part of you. As a matter of fact, this book that we read called the Bible, I believe, is not primarily a history book, although there's things about history in here. It's not about primarily a science book, although there's much to be said about science in here. The primary purpose of this book is to reveal God's love for you and the fact that he wants to have a relationship with you So as we read scripture together, I think our God loves us that much. He's interested in the details. If you ask him today, what would you like as a jacket on this? He can tell you what that what that beautiful brown color is. And, and you, I, you ask me, you know, what's some of the things that she, she enjoys? I can tell you the things that she enjoys. Enjoy going to eat. I mean, these are just details, but here's the thing. I love her. I want to know the details about her, and my love is an imperfect love. Imagine how God wants to know everything about you. You only serve a wonderful God, and he wants to know every detail. Because he cares. We sung a song this morning. He's a good, good father. Well, as a father of my children, It goes on to say that after he, they talk about the, the details of being necessary to have someone else enter in where Judas had left the space. In verse 23, it says, well, So they nominated two men, one Joseph, one of the twelve disciples, also known as Justice, and then uh, Matthias. And, and then they prayed once again. Don't gloss that over, Jesus. They prayed once again. Lord, you know everything about us. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this this life ministry. Because Judas had left to go where he wanted. They could not find for a moment. They prayed, Lord, you know everything about us. Now, I just want to ask you, do you think that they picked two guys that maybe out of the two of them, you know, justice or
they had made two very good choices here, but this is the point, is that our God knows every person's heart, and he knows how to make the best decisions. So we trust in our God. Proverbs 16.33, this is kind of a side note. I don't want you to just remember from Proverbs 16.33, it, it talks about casting lots, you know, throwing your dice, so to speak, but it says, the lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision What is being stated and what's being revealed to you and me is simply this. is that, you know what? We make our best decisions, but guess what? God is the one who is in control. So we are to look to him for the answers. They had two good choices here, but they still prayed. Lord, but you know our hearts. You know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen. Wednesday night prayer meeting, if Chris came up here and he was like, hey, I'm going to look to you versus Julia for this, and I just want to roll some dice, we might say, well, you know, dice are different back in my day. I've seen the dice that's made out of bone, that looks just like ours, that has little marks on it for the amount of numbers. There's no difference there. So why in the world did this happen in verse 26, where it says, then they cast, they prayed, but then they cast lots. Now, we see this happen before. This is not the first time that we've heard about casting lots. And we, of course, if you remember, the face of the cross, for those at home and not so just to cast lots for Jesus' clothing. But it's also spoken of in, in the Bible. Even in Proverbs, where it talks to you about the hand of lots. The lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. And look at this thing. Prayer that is prayed in the power of the Holy 
here this comes in the next chapter a prayer is an acknowledgement that he our god is in control and that we are not when we come to pray we are not rolling the dice we are betting on so to speak of the god who is truly in control and here's even the better thing is when we make this decision and we pray about everything even the details even the details of our life we need to know and remember that there is one who is interceding on our behalf and he's saying things like you know matt king is praying for this and he doesn't really understand the full picture so father would you just you know how to answer this better than anyone else god is so good that he will answer our prayers in the best way possible when we know that we are he knows we are seeking him with all of our hearts do you remember that portion of scripture from proverbs it's just a very simple verse that you all probably have memorized, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And, and that's, that's huge. We, when we say all our heart, we mean it with everything. But lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will do what? Today, as we look at this and the different kinds of decisions that we need to make today, in 
God needs to remind you instead of just doing it and trying to make it all on your own. You trust God in the power of the Holy Spirit that is within you. Because if you put that stuff behind you, you'll never be again or ever.
Well, thanks for letting let me know that. Oh, thank you. Now you crushed it. Oh. 